everybody, and welcome to Dirty Work Minute. It's the podcast we're watching and analyzing the 1998 Norm Macdonald film Dirty Work one minute at a time. And I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones. And I'm John Yabez, and uh, it's just us. Yeah. It's just us today. All week. Yeah, we're, we're yin and yang. Yeah. Now get out of here, Krang. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles used to say. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... That's a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't yang, get out of your crank, right? <laughs> crank was a... He's a brain thing, Yeah, he right? a brain. With the with little tentacles. Cyborg, or... Yeah. Is that a man? It seemed like a man with a hole in his stomach. Yeah, he's, I think it's a robot in the shape of a man. Oh, okay. That was a really weird design for anything. Yeah. That was a really kind of, Almost kind of disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gross. I don't know if you've seen the new Ninja Turtles movie, but they have Krang in there and a giant robot man. It looks more like a transformer, mm. but yeah, it's still very gross. Uh, uh, the brain part. Okay. Well, at least I got that correct then, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to be stuffed in the stomach, or like why he didn't just get put on top, of, like where the brain would be. Yeah. Right. But I guess if the guy looks like a transformer. Good job, Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably a uh, a leftover transformer design they had from Transformers. Yeah. That's. Is Michael Bacon make more of them Transformer films? I think so. Where are they on? Like, ten? Probably five or six. Ugh. Jeez. Remember how how exciting (laughs) it was just to know that they were going to make one? Yeah. And now you're just like, I want this to die. (laughs) They never come back. I I don't want them to die. I think we just need to understand that they're their own weird genre of film now. Yeah. That's not really science fiction or action or anything that's good. Or good. You <laughs> like, can't judge it by the same criteria we use for a regular film. Yeah, that's true. I think the thing that perplexes me about those films is that they just keep making money. Yeah. Like why do people? Why do people keep? Why do people keep watching them? <laughs> I think it's China. Is it China? Yeah. They just like things that transform. Yeah. <laughs> they just like giant robots destroying American cities. Oh, that's the. <laughs> that's where they find the most pleasure. Yeah. Maybe in China it just sells well because like it's a condensed twenty minute version yeah. where they just show the destruction of American cities. Yeah. All the censorship and everything, that's all they see. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense now. It's, uh, it's, yeah. I wonder if that'd be a plausible way to market any film to <laughs> foreign audiences. If you just have a different cut where it's like, Oh, America is getting destroyed. <laughs> it all makes sense, those clever yeah. clever bastards. <laughs> and then we just see which film which uh, countries like it makes the most money off of, and then we put them on a list. Yeah. <laughs> then there's just boom in that country, push everything in there. Yeah. Is there a franchise you want to see um, get get made into? I'd like to see like a live action Ren and Stimpy. I don't know how that would work. Oh. Yeah. That'd be probably nightmare inducing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, would you would you go with the animation route, or would you try to go with the weird, try to make a real life? Yeah, it would just be an actual chihuahua and an actual cat, and then they would just uh, animate the mouths like they did in uh, like the show. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. That, ooh, Cause, yeah, because like you have to. I don't know how you capture. I don't know how you capture like those very exaggerated. Oh yeah. You know, like distorted versions of humans. Right. Well, I think the thing we have to keep in mind is that uh, when you're doing these like reboots and stuff, is that a lot of the things that make the the original so unique and enjoyable, you can get rid of that part. <laughs> and just go by what the general description is, which is a, a cat and a dog living yeah. together, and things happen. Oh man, that would that would probably start riots. <laughs> People would be so angry. It's like a family friendly journey. It's like yeah. 
It's like it's a, a homeward bound. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a <laughs> homeward bound esque type, of moral, morally uplifting. Yeah, I think if it, I think if it's done right, I think the I think they can make a good Animaniacs film. Oh yeah, that would be. You know, Cause, yeah, because definitely because they, I think if they go over the route that if, if they kept the original feeling intact, but just know that the audience for Animaniacs are adults now, right, right, like uh, still play still play too dumb, but like. I know that that show was even smart back in his back yeah. when it was being shown. So I mean, like, yeah, this definitely I think it'd be a, a great way to to do that. That or like Freakazoid mm. would be good. But uh, yeah, I just we say these things now. Right. right? They're gonna, now they're going to make them yeah. and destroy them. <laughs> the things that we love. But uh, it's hard nowadays, right? It's hard to yeah. bank on original ideas unless you're like Edgar Wright. Yeah. He's the only one that can do it. Yeah, that's see, like that's the funny, that's the that's the ironic thing about being Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. right? It's like everyone thinks he's so the fact that he's so original now makes him kind of cliched <laughs> in his originality, right? Right. Like, you can corner yourself and being like, oh yeah, like see that that guy can't make two movies the same way anymore. No, right? yeah. People will be like, you sold out, Edgar Wright. <laughs> Just doing Edgar Wright movies now. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're like the Steve Fogarty of <laughs> filmmakers. <laughs> He's gonna get sued by his old production staff for copying himself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, today we are talking about minute seventy six of Dirty Work. Uh, minute seventy six starts with uh, Pops in his in his hospital bed with his new heart, shouting the word cock. <laughs> And then uh, it ends with the uh, halfway or uh, into the credits, into the credits, into the cast portion of the credits, where we see uh, stunt performers Brian Jaggerski, and then also uh, on, on the other side of the screen, split screen, we got credits on one side, on the other side we got bloopers, yep. and on the blooper side we've got uh, Mitt, uh, Sam and Mitch in the brownie place, and Artie Lang has just stuffed his mouth full of brownies. Mm-hmm. And the director tells him to say his line again, and he can't because there's too many brownies in his mouth. <laughs> Sounds like a porno. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, you know, like uh, it's interesting because in the last episode, yeah, yeah, uh, pops says it rhymes with, and then right. now we know it's cock. Yeah, so I wonder right? what it is. Yeah, because if if you have to infer anything, right? It's definitely he doesn't want his cock fixed then. Right. So like, what else is on the body that rhymes with cock? Yeah. Uh, Lock? Yeah. yeah like sock? Yeah, sock. Croc? Croc. Talk. Oh, yeah. He's good. Yeah. Like a jock. Like his jock. It's like, not part of his know. body, though, right? Yeah. I think Pops just doesn't understand <laughs> <laughs> how rhyming works. Yeah, subtlety or. Yeah. But uh, the, I like the different reactions. You know, Kathy <laughs> yeah. and your grandmother are like, ooh. Some of them would be like, you know what you're talking about, ladies. Come on. Yeah. You can't be that naive. But uh, Mitch is having like this really weird kind of creepy acknowledgement, <laughs> yeah. you know? nodding their heads like they want to give him a high five. Yeah, um, that's a weird. That's a, I mean, we, we talked about it before. That's a weird fucked up family. Yeah, so, you know, it makes sense. They're just very open about their sexuality. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're open enough to show each other having sex. <laughs> I guess they're you know a line like that really wouldn't phase them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then we we get the whole uh, you know. If you want to talk about cliches, right, right, we got we got the we got Mitch's send off, right, right. pretty clo- pretty similar to Jimmy's, yeah, except he doesn't get his nose bit <laughs> off, <laughs> and uh, we uh, we find out that um, Mitch and Sam get new jobs, yeah, uh, we don't know what that is or how that happened, no, <laughs> well, you know, then maybe they 
maybe they work construction. Yeah. Or they're meter maids. <laughs> or maybe they're part of the mob. Yeah. <laughs> or they do whatever it was that Travis Cole used to do now that he's in jail. Uh, they took over his job as yeah. <laughs> the richest man in town. And they're going to demolish Kathy's uh, <laughs> grandma's apartment complex to build a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> but then we also find out that uh, Dr. Farthing yeah. uh, gets beaten to death by his bookies anyway. Yeah. And now he's so, so he's dead. Yeah. It's like, I love that line. That, I think that's the, the last line of the film, right? Or no, he says goodbye yeah. or something. Yeah, like he's that. like, well, that's it. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Or, but that's like such a norm line. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way he delivered it. I love it. So any, anything that kind of, that's uh, anything that references norms to style of stand up. Yeah. Gives me a good warm feeling yeah. inside. <laughs> and that's why that was my favorite line of the film is because it, it really puts a button on the, uh, the whole movie. And yeah, it's a great way of, uh, it was delivered so norm like. Yeah. Like, you're, that's your favorite line in the entire yeah. film? Yeah. Yeah. Like, from yeah. the beginning to end, I would say that it is. So I don't know if we count line. the bloopers or not. We'll find out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, kind of way if Dr. Farthing's story arc is pretty <laughs> tragic. Yeah. Did you think? Because, like, I mean, Pops definitely had a close call to imminent death, right? Yeah. But uh, can't pull for Dr. Farthing to at least escape his his own demons. Yeah. But they, uh, nope, they wouldn't let him go. Yeah. Well, I feel like, like he paid him off. And, but that didn't mean that he was done mm. gambling. Like, he didn't fix his gambling addiction. That's true. So it's like, he just ended up with another 50000 in the hole, and he just... I, I think it's kind of funny that uh, there's a there's a character in this film that just has a huge problem with gambling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Norm MacDonald just was known for being a huge gambler, too, yeah. right? And the fact that he had, a, he had a character that just gambled all the time, and old Bucky's so much money that he eventually just got killed. Yeah. Right? That's like a really meta way of Norm <laughs> kind of saying that he'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bucky's beat him to death. <laughs> so I think a lot of people, if they were writing... A character that had their same problem like they would they would beat it and win it'd be like mm. oh yeah he's he's a great gambler or he yeah. finds a way out of this well i, I think of norm if anything right is a realist that's true <laughs> and he just kind of knows the the deal with the, what happens most of the time when you know you owe people money yeah and... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think they kill you that often because you can't pay them if you're dead yeah that's yeah. true too and, and in, in a way right that's kind of like well, I don't know if that's the best business plan to just keep giving money to someone that can't pay it back. That's true. But you definitely have them addicted. Yeah. You know, kind of like heroin or... But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh. The, the the stakes are high of, of uh, you know, high gambling. It's one thing I can never do because I just never have enough money. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I just... And, I, and I'm really bad at guessing anything. <laughs> and, I, and when it comes to anything with mo- that involves money and placing bets, right, right, you just got to assume that there's some form of... Some level of corruption. Yeah. And, it's uh, not fair. Yeah. You're right. definitely not going to win, right? Yeah. Like, casinos are always rigged to win. Yeah. Well, that's why they exist. It'd be really weird for them to exist to just give away money to people. <laughs> yeah. All the time, like, <laughs> every hour of the of the day. I uh, I actually, uh, the most money I ever won at a casino. Wow. Actually, pretty funny. Like, uh, they, had a, they had a casino version of uh, War. <laughs> remember that game yeah the card game yeah and the thing is like like you'd bet for, for you, you would just bet on every card that came up <laughs> you know so like it was super it was super easy just to guess you know right. what I'm saying because the number like, you didn't play the numbers game higher or lower oh yeah right and I just like I was pretty drunk <laughs> 
And, like, you can bet whatever you want. You know nice. what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, like, in, in the span of, I think, 20 minutes, I had won, like, $300. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it, the, the best thing about it was, like, if, if you win a, a certain amount of money, you get right. um, you get a free... Uh, T-shirt? No, buffet. You oh, get a free nice. minutes in the buffet. Because right? you're going to spend that money. Right. Oh, no, no, no. You're going to... If they you want get you to stay the buffet, there. Right? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you stay and eat and you stay there longer. Right. But like another buddy of mine won, won enough money to get us a free night at that casino nice. too, which was like, uh, yeah, it was a double whammy. Yeah. Free food, free free night. <laughs> just playing the just playing war. Yeah. So what you ever, what's the you ever what's the what's the biggest amount of money you ever won? You ever gamble? Um, yeah, not in a casino because I've never been to Las Vegas, but uh, I've done random bets and stuff. Like I. Not so much with money. Like, remember that show, How I Met Your Mother? Yep. yep. They had those slap bets. Oh, no, no. I never uh, watched it. I mean, like, I was aware of Oh, okay. That. It, was, it was a thing in the show where they would make slap bets. So you would bet something, and then the stakes would be, if whoever won got to slap the other person in the face. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So get some of those. The, did you, so you don't really win money, then. You just win the satisfaction of slapping someone in the face. Yeah. And you won, though. Um once and i think i slapped like two or three times once at once at work in front of people who did not who were not expecting it (laughs) but you just like what did you like sneak attack someone with a no my friend came in like he sent me an email uh i don't know when the work email i'm gonna come over and give you that you're slapped now i was like okay fine so he came over and walked into my cubicle and i stood up and he slapped me (laughs) and the one of the girls that was in my cubicle just looked up like what's going on (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, like I guess, I guess the cool thing about that, right, is yeah. like the the anxiety you can give somebody, <laughs> yeah, right, especially if they know they lost a slap right. bed and that and that slap can can come in at any time, right? Yeah, it's, then you start living your life in fear. <laughs> you can slap at any moment. Yeah, huh. I think that was the plot to an episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow, you should, you should, you could have written for how I met your mother. I know, man. I, Jeez, what is what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone should hire me to. I'll, I'll write a show for you. Yeah, it. <laughs> it'll be about slap bets. Yeah, just, uh, no dialogue, <laughs> just, just constant slapping. Slapping. It'll it'll premiere on uh, World Star Hip Hop. <laughs> what what an epidemic that caused! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like World Star was probably single handedly the root cause of like people. Uh, non-intervention <laughs> with cell phones yeah. and screaming stupid things <laughs> during fight videos, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. That, I wonder the, if that's still a thing, probably. World star? Yeah. I think I think the world of recording incidents has become so dark. Yeah. That you don't really want to hear someone scream world star <laughs> after something fucked up has yeah. happened. I think they just scream Facebook now. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh... The, or like anything, if you if you shoot some kind of injustice, it just automatically makes some weird uh, sentimental montage <laughs> thing that posts it straight to Facebook. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a weird thing that how dark things can become out of trendy things that are just usually trending. Yeah, but that's the world we live in now. It's, it's what happens when so, we get too much technology. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta we gotta go back to a simpler time like the late nineties. Yeah, like and like the whole. There was a lot of movies back in the late 90s, and some even now, right? Where, but, like, especially during the late 90s, man, where 
bloopers. People <laughs> yeah. love bloopers. It's not enough bloopers in movies anymore. Yeah, you usually see like you usually see them in the in comedies, of course, because yeah. you know that's the one thing that you like get good bloopers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just imagine if you're watching like Schindler's List and there's a blooper <laughs> reel at the end of that. Just, uh, but uh, yeah, is is there a movie that you is there a movie that you besides this one, mm-hmm. of course? Yeah, <laughs> but is there a movie that you thought was had a memorable blooper reel? Um, I want to say it was Rumble in the Bronx. Mm. Had some good ones with Jackie Chan, yeah, falling down and stuff and getting hit by things. I think it's the one where he broke his foot, right? And then they put a cast on it and then painted his cast so it looked oh, like yeah. a sneaker. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Chan's a crazy person. Yeah. and it had like a like a song, a Jackie Chan theme song that was playing. I think that's the same one. Huh. Yeah, I guess he was one of the first people to introduce that stuff. Yeah, yeah. what was the movie that he? Like jumped onto he he like he was in a mall and then he jumped onto like a string of lights and went all the way down and crashed Ooh. through like a uh, like a little store at the bottom because I remember the there was a story oh. where it's like like there was no wires or anything <laughs> right he literally had to grab onto those those lights right and uh, it turns yeah. out when you fall that fast just holding on to sh- like really stringy lights yeah he just pretty much burned and cut his yeah, hands exactly. and then <laughs> fell through a glass window <laughs> glass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it's like jackass before jackass yeah. you know what i'm saying like they just trusted jackie enough to <laughs> like yeah i think it'll be fine yeah, right he wants to do it yeah <laughs> there's some things jackie chan has done that's insane like yeah. that, that clock that clock tower stunt he did where he wanted to play pay homage to harold williams and that famous clock tower scene that he did i don't remember that one it's like uh harold williams I can't remember what the movie is called, but it's, a kind of, it's an iconic scene where he's just hanging off the minute hand. Oh, okay, yeah, of, yeah, a, yeah. of a clock tower, and uh, that was kind of, that was filmed like uh, for reals. You know, what I'm saying like nothing, like the there's no stunts, stunt right. doubles, no rigging. He just it wasn't a did fake it. clock that was a foot off the ground. <laughs> no, no, it was like like literally like super high in the air, right? <laughs> So Jackie Chan was like, "Oh, I want to pay homage to that, ah. except I want to fall off the clock tower." Oh, yeah, that was. And so, like, uh, I forgot what movie that Rush it was. Rush Hour Three, I think. Uh, no, this one of his earlier, earlier films. Oh, okay. And uh, I just remember he he the the stunt was he was supposed to fall off uh, the the minute hand and supposed right. to kind of bounce off these awnings that were kind of strategically okay, placed yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah. And he was supposed to just bounce off one and one and one and kind of just fall slop, softly to the ground. Right. But like the, his momentum when he was falling down, he's gained so much momentum that the last awning right. just gave way, and he just fell like maybe <laughs> like ten feet just straight onto his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle that Jackie Chan is alive. Yeah, and he's still acting. He's like he's not yeah. all broken or anything. Like he's still that we know of. <laughs> yeah, well, he's acting and he's still doing like stunt work and stuff. Yeah, I think Be- not as much as his old movies. Probably. Oh no, definitely not. Can't do that to a seven year old man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think he, uh, he also sings opera. Yeah. And apparently he's very good. But uh, I'm not too tuned with Chinese opera. Yeah, Chinese opera sounds <laughs> bad. So. <laughs> I don't want to say it, no. but, uh, you know, David, thank you. Yeah. For, We're all Asian men here. We yeah, yeah, we can say it. We can talk about it. We're all Asian. Yeah. And you can't. If anyone criticizes us, they don't have any grounds. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We're experts <laughs> on Asian culture. Exactly. <laughs> so... We're talking about bloopers. Right. Bloopers, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was your favorite blooper movie? <sighs> the, the, the martial arts ones are good, right? But yeah. like, I, I still love the comedy ones. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think Anchorman. Oh, Anchorman's yeah. Anchorman's blooper reel is pretty amazing. 
any kind of those Judd Apatow blooper reels are, are good, like 40-year-old virgin and um, knocked up. Yeah, because all those parts where they're improvising, we're just kind of seeing all the yeah. stuff that didn't make the cut. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think especially Anchorman, just because of uh, Steve Carell's, uh, what's, his, oh, uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, Biff? Not Biff. Biff is <laughs> from the Back to the Future. <laughs> What's his name? Um, oh, man. How do I, how do I, remember, I remember this? Remember. Chip. No. No. Now, no. listeners, uh, tweet at us at <laughs> Dirty Work Minute. You know what Steve Carell's character's name was in Anchorman. <laughs> yeah. But the comedy was... I'm trying to think that... Uh, did they, I can't remember the last blooper reel thing that they had in a movie I watched recently. Yeah. I, I kind of phased it out. Almost, because now, because now the big thing is right. The big thing now is kind of those mid-credit, post-credit. Oh yeah, it's like a preview for the next movie. Yeah, I think Guardians Two had like what five of them or something, some ridiculous amount. Which I mean, like it's it's cool. Yeah, right. That's one thing that movies always try to somehow make more interesting are credits. Right. Because like you don't want to have not have credits because you definitely have to credit the people that worked on the film yeah. for sure. You know what I'm saying? You got to give them credit. Yeah, I think there's a legal requirement to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also like a, it's like, a nice thing. Yeah, to it's do. a nice thing to do. <laughs> definitely should acknowledge it. But like, yeah, there's there's no denying that. Like, if you're not into that stuff, it's what just sitting through credits. Is, yeah, ugh, it's like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Just a quiet one. Yeah, right. I want to make a film where I just have a guy mm. or a girl whoever right just read all the credits yeah <laughs> just every single one just go through the entire thing i think that probably take longer than actually just rolling credits yeah yeah definitely unless you got like a speed talker yeah that would be great if you could do that yeah huh. someone's gonna steal that idea yeah <laughs> i hope they do i hope it becomes like the standard yeah if they, if they made it in a way where it's creative kind of like a, like we talked about like a, the Animaniacs or, or right. you know if they kind of made it like that country song yeah that they did <laughs> then yeah I'd say I'd sit for I'd sit around for credits yeah. like those that'd be amazing so. I think that like the stars and the director should be reading my credits out loud because <laughs> yeah. they talk about how much they appreciate the work that the crew does it should yeah. really be them showing them that they do yeah and you know and, no better way to showcase the director, yeah, <laughs> by having him do some kind of uh, uh, some kind of silly credit song, yeah, and that should be after every movie. Every movie, imagine like Christopher Nolan <laughs> doing it after Inception or something. Yeah, <laughs> so has to read all those Korean names of the uh, CGI animators. <laughs> They're all Korean. I don't know, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they, they exported all that work. Yeah. To, to a different place or uh, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Yeah. Whatever gets your movie made. Oh, yeah, yeah. Korea's responsible for a whole lot of that stuff, yeah. right? They do a lot of ad- like a lot of cartoons are exported to be animated there, right? Yeah. And Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I never understood that. It's like, so like they literally just, like the, they just have references of what they need exactly. Is that how that works? Yeah, I think so. Or and just, I think they work the same studio or whatever. So it's like they already know what the characters and stuff already look like. They've got all the basic designs and everything. The storyboards. Yeah, the storyboards. They just need to... And animation to me is a very interesting thing. Yeah. Because it's... You kind of have to be... I wonder, like, because they have to... I don't... Did they record voices first? You kind of have to, right? So the animators have some kind of reference. Yeah, I think. Because they can't just... You can't just... It's that or the actor stand in front of the 
right. made a clip right trying to match trying to match the mouth yeah that's weird that, that would that seemed kind of productive yeah it seemed like you're trying to just catch up to <laughs> whatever you're looking at so yeah. huh it's interesting I'm not an animator yeah me either I guess why would you want to be an animator if, if all that stuff is in Korea anyways then? yeah who wants what are, to move to Korea yeah what are, what are American animators doing yeah do they have jobs <laughs> is this is like the this is like a political thing. Yeah. Who's standing up for these guys? Yeah. Why isn't Why isn't Trump keeping their jobs here? <laughs> the American cartoonist. Yeah, and the American cartoonist is the new uh, Cole. Oh, yeah. They, we just need job training, David. We yeah. just need to train them in something else, <laughs> something better. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, uh, renewable. Yeah. <laughs> and lasts lasts for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I believe that is podcasting. Uh, and there is no money there. Well, uh, you never know. Yeah. Maybe some. We should get some eager animators out there just to animate our stuff. Yeah. You know, like make episodes out of the <laughs> things that we're talking about. And it, like, it should be something unrelated. Right. Right? <laughs> Whatever's happening in the in the cartoon is like something crazy, but it's just our dialogue for the podcast. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> they, could, they could animate our guests and yeah. there'd be like a through line arcs for everybody. And yeah, it would just be like a, a medieval adventure with like dragons and stuff, but we're talking about dirty work <laughs> exactly yeah that'd be great that would be awesome and it'd be, it'd be even it'd be greater if they animated me and you as mitch and sam yeah that would be awesome yeah who would you want to be mitch or sam um i think i would rather be sam more really? of a physically intimidating man <laughs> i mean uh yeah I, I guess i could see that but i think like uh just more of this stuff is on your plate and you, you do most of the heavy work Right, right. You you probably make a Mitch. Yeah, so I'm and like I can like uh, my limited my limited skill set of just <laughs> wanting to run my body into things would make me more of a Sam, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's more fitting. Yeah, you know. yeah. You you have the plans. I just have the brute <laughs> idiotic force. <laughs> and I do wear clothes that are way too big, and you're always wearing those polo shirts. Yeah, yeah, that are yeah potentially too small. <laughs> Oh, I want the ladies to see the form. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to talk about it or describe <laughs> it to them. I just want to show it. Yeah. So. <laughs> you don't need to leave anything to the imagination because you have no control over what people imagine. That's no, true, yeah. yeah. People are going to... Does that does it make you uncomfortable that people probably look at you and just kind of wonder how you look naked? Yeah. <laughs> I think that happens to everybody, right? Even if... I mean... I never imagined you naked, David. Don't worry. <laughs> I feel like you're doing that now because you keep talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's like... It's, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, now I'm just thinking about naked people. Well, there goes my brain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a uh, minute 76 of Dirty Work. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, now we're, we're, we're getting into the credits here. We're really wrapping it up. Home stretch. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a little bittersweet, I feel like. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, we set out to do this, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm never, I've never been a na- man known for, being a completionist right <laughs> so it's nice to know that i'm gonna nice to know that we got something under our belts yeah you know it's, it's a good feeling yeah it'll be good to it's it's also yeah a lot of the sort of creative projects and things that we do and get involved with don't always have an end to them mm-hmm. they just keep going until people get sick of each other yeah fizzles out or yeah. the interest just goes down to zero yeah. <laughs> somebody moves away yeah but this time like we, we this one set and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna meet the uh, the goal in the end and uh, have the whole complete journey. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's what we gotta start doing. 
for any kind of project. Yeah. Right? You're just going to have to set an end goal. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, boom, you just finish yeah. it, regardless of what people <laughs> say, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just kick them out. Yeah, and then they'll, if they they really enjoy what you're doing, they'll come back for whatever your next thing is. Like, yep. yeah. Sequels and stuff. Yeah. That's the point of sequels, right? Yeah. So I guess if there's a sequel to this, it'd be the much darker version, right? <laughs> is, the sequel's always darker. Yeah. And then the tr- and then the it'll the, be our Empire Strikes Back. Yep. I was gonna say, and then the trilogy is just is just gonna suck. <laughs> and that's when people are like, all right, maybe they should have stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have let them stop when they said they were gonna. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we wanted more, and we got exactly what we deserved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want us to do a, a another season of uh, this. It'll be a different movie, but let us know which movie. And we could just do Dirty Work again. Yeah, maybe we could just do Dirty Work again. Ooh, that's a first. Yeah. Yeah, just to see how, how, much we can, how much people can tolerate from us talking about this movie again. We could get different guests. Yeah. It would probably just eventually just be the same ones, too, though. Yeah. It would be a, an, another fun like performance art piece just to do it again with the same guest in the same minutes and just mm. doing that as many times as we can. For like yeah. the next ten years. Boom, got yeah. it. We're set. <laughs> our careers are our careers look our careers look bright now, man. <laughs> People are definitely going to invest in that. Yeah, you want to get a get a slice of that pie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, delicious, delicious pie. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, it's minute seventy six of dirty work. Um, listeners, come back tomorrow for minute seventy seven. Oh, yeah, get some more lucky, credits, more lucky bloopers. numbers. Yeah. So. I was a uh, my my submarine I served on was actually the 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 number designate for it was seven seven seven. Oh, lucky sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very lucky. Yeah. We, they let us gamble on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. so yeah, listeners, uh, join us tomorrow for the lucky seventy seven uh, minutes of dirty work, and also listen to what's up with that, bro. <laughs> Our theme song is emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast, through whom all things are possible. <laughs>